0: Welcome to Songs of Praise from 3ABN Australia Radio.
1: I am troubled I lift my hands I left my heart And there I stand Knowing nothing can defeat me Just as long I got him.
2: In heart with tears
3: My faith in you. There's not.
0: This is Songs of Praise brought to you by 3ABN Australia Radio.
4: show me
0: listening to songs of praise.
3: Why should I feel
5: discouraged?
4: Tis a land where we never shall die. Never
0: listening to 3ABN Australia Radio's Songs of Praise.
6: Stories
4: and
2: we're told
4: of how God worked in times
2: of old. David and Daniel saw your hand moving in power throughout the
5: land. True as these must be, we still long to see saving our souls.
6: Sing the song
0: Been listening to Songs of Praise, a production of 3AB in Australia Radio.
7: Welcome to 3AB in Australia Radio's book reading program. The book, The Ministry of Healing by Alan White, provides sound counsel regarding holistic health. Written in simple, beautiful language, Ministry of Healing will point to a life full of joy and happiness, a life connected with the source of healing power. Let's join our book reader, Rosalie Ricards.
8: Hello, this is Rosalie, and I'm reading from the book Ministry of Healing by Alan White. Continuing, Chapter 6. For three years the disciples had before them the wonderful example of Jesus. Day by day they walked and talked with him, hearing his words of cheer to the weary and heavy laden and seeing the manifestations of his power in behalf of the sick and afflicted. When the time came for him to leave them, he gave them grace and power to carry forward his work in his name. They were to shed abroad the light of His gospel of love and healing. And the Saviour promised that His presence would always be with them. Through the Holy Spirit, He would be even nearer to them than when He walked visibly among men. The work which the disciples did, we also are to do. Every Christian is to be a missionary. In sympathy and compassion, we are to minister to those in need of help, seeking with unselfish earnestness to lighten the woes of suffering humanity. All may find something to do. No one need feel that there is no place where they can labor for Christ. The Saviour identifies himself with every child of humanity, that we might become members of the heavenly family, he became a member of the earthly family. He is the son of man, and thus a brother to every son and daughter of Adam. His followers are not to feel themselves detached from the perishing world around them. They are a part of the great web of humanity and heaven looks upon them as brothers to sinners as well as to saints. Millions upon millions of human beings, in sickness and ignorance and sin, have never so much as heard of Christ's love for them. Were our condition and theirs to be reversed, what would we desire them to do for us? All this, so far as lies in our power, we are to do for them. Christ's rule of life, by which every one of us must stand or fall in the judgment, is whatsoever ye would that men should do to you, do you even so to them. Matthew 7 verse 12. By all that has given us advantage over another, be it education and refinement, nobility of character Christian training, religious experience we are in debt to those less favoured and so far as lies in our power we are to minister unto them if we are strong we are to stay up the hands of the weak angels of glory that do always behold the face of the Father in heaven joy in ministering to his little ones angels are ever present where they are most needed. With those who have the hardest battles with self to fight and whose surroundings are the most discouraging, weak and trembling souls who have many objectionable traits of character are their special charge. That which selfish hearts would regard as humiliating, service, ministering to those who are wretched and in every way inferior in character, is the work of the pure, sinless beings from the courts above. Jesus did not consider heaven a place to be desired while we were lost. He left the heavenly courts for a life of reproach and insult and a death of shame. He who was rich in heaven's priceless treasure became poor that through his poverty we might be rich. We are to follow in the path he trod. He who becomes a child of God should henceforth look upon himself as a link in the chain, let down to save the world, one with Christ in his plan of mercy, going forth with him to seek and save the lost. Many feel that it would be a great privilege to visit the scenes of Christ's life on earth, to walk where he trod, to look upon the lake beside which he loved to teach, and the hills and valleys on which his eyes so often rested. But we need not go to Nazareth, to Capernaum, or to Bethany in order to walk in the steps of Jesus. We shall find his footsteps beside the sickbed, in the hovels of poverty, in the crowded alleys of the great cities and in every place where there are human hearts in need of consolation. We are to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and comfort the suffering and afflicted. We are to minister to the despairing and to inspire hope in the hopeless. The love of Christ manifested in unselfish ministry will be more effective in reforming the evildoer than will the sword or the court of justice. These are necessary to strike terror to the lawbreaker, but the loving ministry can do more than this. Often the heart that hardens under reproof will melt under the love of Christ. The missionary can not only relieve physical maladies, but he can lead the sinner to the great physician who can cleanse the soul from the leprosy of sin. Through his servants, God designs that the sick, the unfortunate, and those possessed of evil spirits shall hear his voice. Through his human agencies, he desires to be a comforter such as the world knows not. The Saviour has given His precious life in order to establish a church capable of ministering to the suffering, the sorrowful and the tempted. A company of believers may be poor, uneducated and unknown. Yet in Christ they may do a work in the home, in the community and even in the regions beyond whose results shall be as far-reaching as eternity itself. The Christ followers today, no less than to the first disciples, these words are given. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Matthew 28. 18, 19, and Mark 16, verse 15. And for us also is the promise of his presence. Jesus says, Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Matthew 28:20. 20. Today no curious multitudes flock to the desert places to see and hear the Christ, His voice is not heard in the busy streets. No cry sounds from the wayside. Jesus of Nazareth passes by. Luke 18.37 Yet this word is true today. Christ walks unseen through our streets. With messages of mercy he comes to our homes with all who are seeking to minister to his name, he waits to cooperate. He is in the midst of us to heal and to bless if we will receive him. Thus saith Jehovah In an acceptable time have I answered you, and in a day of salvation have I helped you, and I will preserve you, and give you for a covenant of the people to raise up the land to make them inherit the desolate heritages saying to them that are bound go forth to them that are in darkness show yourselves in Isaiah 49 verse 8 it says how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings that publisheth peace that bringeth good tidings of peace Good that publishes salvation, that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. And verses 9 and 10. Break forth into joy, sing together ye waste places, for the Lord hath comforted his people, the Lord hath made bare his holy arm, in the eyes of all nations and all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. End of chapter six.
7: Join us again next time when Rosalie Ricards continues reading from the book, The Ministry of Healing, here on your station, 3ABN Australia Radio.
9: In the 7th century, Iona was a well-equipped university. It was making a huge impact both here in the British Isles and further afield. England as a country did not exist then. It was split into different regions or areas. And the local king, King Oswald of Northumbria, sent a message to Iona requesting that a missionary be sent here. Aidan, who had been trained in Iona, was sent down here and when he arrived, He requested of the king if he could set up his training school here on the island of Lindisfarne. Lindisfarne lies 235 miles from Iona, which if travelled by foot would take over a week. It is also known as the Holy Island, though it's not completely isolated from the mainland. It's a tidal island. Approximately 1,000 acres, three miles long and 1.5 miles wide. And twice a day, when the tide comes in, the island is isolated. There is something about the solitude and isolation of being on an island that these early missionaries seem to value. A place to come aside, rest, study, and be equipped for mission service. Aidan was well balanced in character. He was strong in religious fervor. He was very industrious and it was said that he was never idle. In him was that living flame which burned so strong in many of the missionaries that were sent out by Patrick and Columba. He was deeply concerned for the poor and spent much of his life in an effort of ransoming slaves. You see, he had a very practical faith. He did for England what Columba had done for Scotland. In establishing the training centre here, the fields were used to give work to support the students. They also established other training centres in places like Melrose and Whitby. Aidan was succeeded by Finnan, and he established a training centre in Tilbury in Essex and was instrumental in evangelising central England. Finnan was succeeded by Coleman, And in 30 years, these three men did a powerful work here in England, and paganism was swept away and replaced by New Testament religion. These great men were not monks, as we would understand today, but missionaries maintaining the faith that they had learned on Iona. In Truth Triumphant, page 127, it reads, it is no exaggeration to say that with the exception of Kent and Sussex, the whole English race received the foundation of their faith from Celtic missionaries. You see, in 30 years, these men took the gospel to the country of England, and almost three-quarters was won by their missionary work. They did this in an age where they had no internet, no TVs, no modern forms of communication that we have. Today, God has placed us in different parts of this country, in different parts of the world, and he's given to us his word, he's given to us the message that he wants to be taken to every nation, tongue and people. May we be faithful in our local churches and in the communities that our churches are placed in that we would take the message and share it with those who have not heard that Jesus can come soon.